That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. Hello and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Jed here with my co-host Harrison Bolt. Welcome to the show. Good to see you again. Great to see you, mate. Another big, big win. And this was probably, this was the one, wasn't it? (laughs) That noise you just heard was uh, Bolt rubbing his hands together. Yes. He's he's in a good mood today. This is a, it's a big moment in our season. This was the game where, you know, I guess the naysayers thought, you know, Gold Coast... Hawthorne, Fremantle, but the Port Adelaide win, just absolutely enormous. As in, this was the big scalp. It's the first time we've beaten a team sitting in the eight at the time of playing in this season. And just remarkable, wasn't it? Just I just can't believe how refreshing the transformation is in terms of style of play. We touched on it last week about the corridor use, mm. the... I guess the quick ball movement, the we've reverted back from the long kicking game. It's just, it, it looks like a completely different team. The handball chains, the link up, it's crazy. We, we the handball chains yesterday were unbelievable. Oh, amazing. And like Sam Walsh was at the center of it. Akers was very good in that regard as well. And so was the captain. But we have, we just look completely different. It's absolutely crazy. You know, you know we a month ago we were sitting here and I think we'd gone five weeks in a row without kicking more than 60 points. Mm. I think we and now we've beaten four teams in a row by 10 goals we just took a team that's won 13 in a row to school we didn't fall behind once all day it was crazy it's it's absolutely crazy um, it was I think the craziest part of yesterday was you know at half time we were saying we were five goals up on you know arguably the best side in the comp and our guns weren't firing you know H got subbed off Kerno didn't have the best first half. Cripps, Chera, Walsh didn't have the best first halves. Uh, Hewitt didn't have a great first half. You know, you look at the back line. Wiedering was okay without being great. Sard and Doherty didn't have the biggest impact in the first half. It was those role plays, you know. I thought Cunningham and Fogarty and Newman and Akers um, to Conning. It was those Silvani. guys. Sorry, of course, the best of the lot, Silvani. It was those guys who were completely leading the way for us. It was crazy. I don't think we've ever seen that before in the last sort of... Well, with this team, at least, we've never seen that. Yeah, and it's testament, I guess, to that, as we've touched on the transformation of this group over the past month. It's... I just don't get it. It's very exciting, though. Marvel was rocking. I mean, you look at that group. Silvani... What do they all have in common? Silvani, Newman, DeConning, Fogarty, Cunningham. What do those guys all have in common? 
Well, last time we did the What Do They All Have in Common, we went down a rabbit hole last week <laughs> with the volcanoes and the atomic they, super bombs. But what do these guys have in common? Have they... Silvani, Newman, DeConning, Cunningham, Fogarty. They are all out of contract. They are oh, all playing for their lives. There you go. All of them playing for their lives. And tell you what, you can tell because they're playing unbelievable footy. I thought Cunningham's second quarter borderline changed the game. It was very good. It was very good. He um, He's playing really well for us. He's been a really, really nice inclusion. Just really clean. Doesn't need to do a lot, but just really, really good at what he does at the moment. Forward of centre. And he, I think he attended six centre bounces yesterday. So he's providing that real dynamic. And as we touched on, as Coach Harrison touched on, Sam Doherty for the second week in a row didn't attend a centre bounce. You know, you get him out of the midfield, you get a bit of pace through the middle, just change it up. And Cunningham's being vocal for that. I think, you know, I never thought we'd say, we, we never thought we'd say this on this show, but Cunningham, Fogarty and Martin have been a complete revelation for this side. They have. They've completely cleaned it up. You've gone, you know, getting the ball inside 50 was never an issue for us. No. It was never an issue. But now what's happened is you've essentially replaced Fisher with Cunningham. You've replaced Durden and Motlock with Fogarty and Martin. And obviously Motlock played yesterday and was unbelievable. But, you know, in essence, that's been the main change from, you know, when we weren't playing too well. And I think it's simple. You know, our entries inside 50 were poor. They were, you know, we'd bomb it in. But wouldn't, you, wouldn't be able to keep the ball in there. Whereas now, Fogarty and Martin are tackling like absolute animals. Yeah. Cunningham's entries are much better. He, he's a great kick inside 50. Yeah, well, ball retention was a big reason why we weren't playing well. Our small forwards were disgusting for the first few months of the year. Disgusting. Um, and obviously, Motlop played really well yesterday. But I think the fact of the matter is, you know, we're scoring so much more freely because we're moving the ball so much quicker up the ground. And we're... You know, creating our own space forward of the ball. You know, we're not letting opposition teams drop back and get numbers back, given that we're going, we're so stagnant up the ground. So we're allowing ourselves to look so much more unpredictable. It's very, very relieving. And you touched on Lockie Fogarty. I am really on him at the moment. He is just doing the shit work, the grunt work. He is an animal. He, he was, is. He was very, very good yesterday as well. You know, just tackles, blocks, taps, just Six. everything you need. Six tackles, four of which were inside 50. Huge. Um, that's massive for us. It's massive. 23 pressure acts. Um, you know, he kicked a goal. He had seven score involvements. And really, the, the one he missed he should on quarter time, he should have really hit that running in from 50. True, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he laid that tackle inside 50, which wasn't paid holding the ball, and <laughs> Cottrell ended up snapping it anyway. So we could have ended with a few. Fogarty, he was very, very good. And, you know, Cunningham, you look at him, two direct goals, there's six score involvements. He kicked a goal, um, you know, had a couple of marks, 16 pressure acts, a couple of clearances, a couple of inside 50s. I felt like, you know, it's these guys. And you look at Martin as well. I don't think Martin necessarily had the biggest impact, but still his tackle work and his pressure. There was one kick. It was in the lead up to Cottrell's goal in the third quarter out the back in the goal square. Yep. Martin kicked the ball in ball. It was on my wing on the interchange side. Martin gathers the ball from a pretty errant kick and kicks it in the middle to Chera. It was probably the kick of the day. <laughs> it was very good. And then Chera goes long out so the So that back. was your Cottrell. grass cutter of the week. It was very good because it was such a bad kick coming to Martin 
on the wing. I think it was Kernow that kicked it to Martin. And God, he just cleans it up so well. But yeah, Martin's been... It's great that he's found his niche because he was really giving me the shits. But he's been great. Um, let's get into the player analysis. Where do we start this week? We have to start in the forward line because... Well, given we've just touched on three of them. Yeah, we'll start May there. as well and, round them out. And let's speak about Jack Silvani. Yeah, well... Career best game? Yeah, hard to say otherwise. He's had a really, really good fortnight before the Port Adelaide game. But God, he was just... Wasn't he unbelievable? 19 disposals. He went at 80%. Five marks, four tackles. He kicked four goals. He had 11 score involvements, 16 pressure acts, three clearances, uh, 10 hitouts as well. Um, for a second Ruckman's pretty good numbers. Um, just, you know, and 4-1% is like, he was completely tremendous. I thought was just comfortably the best player on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I heard someone say, I think it was on Twitter saying like, oh, you know, two of Jack Silvani's goals came in the goal square. Yeah. But they were, he literally roved a pack yeah, well, twice. And the, and the first one was a big contested and then mark. Took, and yeah. So he's, both of those goals, yes, they came from the goal square, but can't get a harder goal for a guy of his size to be roving a pack like that and kicking a goal out the yeah. back. Like, well, there's a lot of did Jack all Sil- the dirty work. There's a lot of Jack Silvani naysayers, and I know both of us have always been staunch fans of his, and... You know, he's just... He's a very good player. He's an asset to our team. We're always better when Jack Silvani's up and going. And he was clearly our best player yesterday. Just clearly. He was he was superb. Um, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. 10 out of 10 game from Sauce. He was Yeah, he was and brilliant. he'll get 10 coaches votes. Yeah, you'd, he was you'd have to think so. Incredible. Um, all right, we spoke about Fogarty. Um, we spoke... Well, hang on. We should also speak about, I guess, you know, we touched on those guys that they're out of contract. To Cunningham and like if you're do you give both of them con- contracts Cunningham and Fogarty it's at this point it's hard to say that you wouldn't it's crazy because Lockie crazy. Fogarty was probably that guy you wouldn't even it was just like as a foregone conclusion wasn't it <laughs> but there is always one there's always one every year where you know Liam Jones was that one no, year no he was um, who else was that one year? We've had a couple. Matthew Watson's done it. Matthew Watson, like Cottrell even one year was just like assumed that he was mm. gone. Um, well, Matt, Matthew Watson did it a few times. Yeah. But no, nah, like... Fogarty's going to play himself into a multi-year deal at this rate. Well, you sort of look at last... Well, Kennedy did it. Yeah. Kennedy completely did it actually again. He still got delisted, but he yeah. just got picked back up. Yeah. Lockie O'Brien probably did it. I mean, not that he had an amazing season, Just, but, but yeah, you know, going into last year, he it's wasn't very, getting it, contracts. It's, it's very interesting, but um, yeah, they, they've been great. Um, they definitely have been. Um, speak about Charlie. Look, how good was his second half? I was going to say very tough for him when Harry goes down because Harry had the Olier matchup, mm. which meant you know now Charlie was going to cop the Olier matchup, which I'm no mathematician, but is bit more difficult than the Jonas matchup. And he probably had to cop both for a while. But there were even instances... And I know he ended up taking 11 marks, which is absolutely crazy to think about on one of the premier defenders. But there were a lot of times where he was actually just completely outnumbered and just managed to keep bringing the ball to ground and just provide such a good contest. And you know what? There was the period of 2022 where Herschel didn't play the three or four weeks and Charlie was really, really good without him. So... Charlie was good again. He ended up hitting the scoreboard after halftime. 
As in another six shots on goal, 11 Le- marks. 11 marks. That was a huge performance. 400 metres gained as well. Um, six pressure acts. He was fantastic. Five inside 50s. Thought he was really, really good. Um, Motlop. Back on top in the Coleman race as well. Yes. The race is in Adelaide. Only kicked two. So Charlie up by three. Um, in the second year in a row, he's kicked 50 plus. Kerno. Crazy. Crazy. Um, let's speak about Motlop. Well, the late, late, late in, wasn't he? An for extremely Owies, late in. calf tightness in the warm-up for Owies. Um, and Motlop, well, he's had a really good run in the VFL. Had a good two or three weeks. And it was definitely probably the circuit breaker he needed going back to the twos. And he took his opportunity with both hands. Yeah. It was... Yeah, and he didn't... Don't take this... Don't take this out of context. But he didn't necessarily play well... But what he did so well was that he just took his half opportunities that people in his position need to take. Yeah. And if you're gonna and if you get all those half opportunities and put them together, you're gonna have a really, really good day, which is what he had. He set us up in the second quarter. Well, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't play, you know, who knows if we're in that game because when the game was up for grabs, it was him who kicked those important goals. So I completely agree with you. Um, he was great. And yeah, just took his chances which is, I guess, the most important thing that he needed to do. Uh, H is injured. It, it, we're just praying it's nothing serious. He can he can get up for the Collingwood game in two weeks. I don't mind if he has a week off. He can miss the West Coast game. That's fine by me. But just get back for that Collingwood game in two weeks because somehow, uh, you know, against all odds, that game is now we'll looking alive. touch on it in the people segment at the end. <laughs> but I don't mind if he misses the Collingwood game. It's the one after that is of great importance. Yeah. But <laughs> every game's just as important because you can claim four points in all of them. LFC, oh, I've been <laughs> up all night. I've been up since 4 a.m. <laughs> all these crisis meeting, the whiteboard, the chalk, the blackboard. It's just, it's too much. Numbers, algorithms. It's- I- I- I'm happy to say it. I'm happy to sit Sometimes, here and declare it. Because you, you tried to declare it last week. As the Well, I said it two weeks ago. That if we beat Frio, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty certain it's going to come. But as the director of the world's greatest organization, LFC, PTY, LTD, it's rocking and rolling. So, yeah. But we'll go through it. It's hard not to talk about it. We can sit here right now and say, don't worry. <laughs> we, have to do, we do have to declare that LFC is back. It is officially it's, back. Oh, it's got flames on, doesn't it? It's it's officially back, and we will be touching on it at the end of this show. Yes. So, stick around, if you can. If you can listen to our annoying voices for the next 20 minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> um, all right. Midfield. Because that's, I think, the forward line um, analysed. The midfield. Let's start. Well, Paddy Dow played mostly as a half-forward flank. Yeah. Thoughts? He was terrible. Um, he was. Did you think he was good? I didn't think anything of him because I don't know if this says much about my eyesight, but I did not see him. I actually can't tell you. No, he had a bit of it. The only time I remember he him had getting 15 the possessions. Oh, I don't know how I missed him because fifty three percent. The only time I remember him getting the ball was when he just came on and he blazed it forward and nearly kicked it out in the full. Sounds about right. That was the only time that I can remember he him really, getting the ball. He really. Look, he had, I guess, three and a half, three quarters of well, game. Yeah, this play. is what I want. This personally is what I wanted to actually see him for more than a but quarter. He, he actually looks 
and I'm not just saying it because it's him. He's completely non-existent around a contest. He's so out of his depth. I, I just don't think he's up to it. I really don't. Well, we've got a lot of nice but, things to talk about. But so. now, we talk about Fogarty and Cunningham probably playing themselves into new contracts. It leaves someone like Dow, really. Yeah, but I guess on- the difference is for Fogarty and Cunningham, they know that if they don't get a contract at us, they ain't getting one elsewhere. That's fair. Dow well. knows that's he's going to be on an AFL list that's next not, year. That's fair. So, he's he's not playing with the same sort of intent no, no, as the no, other I, two. I agree with you. Um, let's speak about the... Ruckman, because it's usually what I forget, but I think this week we do need to acknowledge that, gee, a lot of alarm bells going off here in terms of career best games, but could this have been to Conning's career best game? Yeah, well, 100% it was. (laughs) 100% it was. Weird episode. We go from Dow to to Conning here for me, but to Conning was... I thought he was top three for us the other day. You're you're two lover boys. No, I thought Tommy was brilliant. And I said to you last week, we have to. If one of the Ruckman's available, we have to play the Ruckman. Well, it was a good discussion. It was a good discussion, and I'm happy to be and I'm happy to be proven wrong here. I, I think I, you are right. Well, you just have to play. Right? Lewis Young couldn't, Because right? Lewis Young's just is. Well, my I think my point was, no matter who it's going to be, they're not going to be great. So you may as well play one that can do other things. But I think yesterday DeConning proved that it can yeah, be. It was great. definitely it was DeConning's best game for Carlton. Clearly, he was... Um, he had 13 disposals. He had seven score involvements. Seven clearances. Seven huge. clearances. Grabbed it tackles. out a few times. I, I'm was... going to be totally honest. At the start of the game, he was giving me the shits. I thought they were yeah. reading his hit outs to a tee. You know, it was the same thing every time. He was smacking it out to the back. And you had Wines and Drew just peeling off his hit outs. Yeah, no, but it ve- changed very, very, very quickly. I was very on him early. I, I, really, I actually really enjoyed his game. So, well done, Tom. Um... It's going to be loud in everyone's yeah, ears listening to this, mate. Well, I'm clapping my boy. He, he, he was good. He was good in all seriousness. The skipper. Can I just talk about the centre bounces for a second? Yeah. Did you notice that we obviously had the AFL, the centre circle for the rucks, but we had the outer circle, which was used for the women's Matildas yeah. game the night before. There was some stoppages where the midfielders were standing behind the outer women's soccer circle. It's funny you say that. We were speaking about it in the car on the way into the game saying, do we think that there's going to be an instance today where maybe the players or the umpires get confused by the wrong lines? And I actually didn't notice that. Yeah. But it's funny that you say it because we were literally speaking about it and we said, wouldn't it be crazy if the umpires like accidentally called something out because it was the wrong line or something? But yeah. I definitely noticed it at the center bounce and they were all standing behind the outer circle. They weren't standing under the ruck when they were all back. It was a bit odd. That's weird. Yeah. Do you reckon it changed your game at all? No. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about the skipper because, you know. Superb. This was a second half where I think this man just acknowledged we've got a monstrous opportunity here. If anyone's got to step up here, it's got to be me. He led from the front. I thought Patrick Cripps, his second half was just extraordinary. And his work inside 50 was probably... It, it, it was some of the best work inside 50 I've seen from a midfielder full stop. Yeah. He was he was completely ridiculous inside 50. He's been very good inside 50 the last three weeks. Around the, Whenever there was a throw-in inside 50, he was yeah. usually doing the ruck work. He was absolutely, completely phenomenal. Yep. And um, he, had, he had another 10 clearances, just a lazy 10. 11, he, he, 11 score involvement. He's a crazy kicked, player. Kicked a goal, had three behinds. He had a goal assist. Um 
you know, seven inside 50s, seven tackles, 10 clearances. It was a completely crazy performance from Patrick Cripps. And those numbers would have all come in the second half because really, at halftime... I thought he was going all right. Like, he wasn't probably getting a, a lot of it, but like, just... I don't know. When I met... The way he releases players... Because I reckon he would have had 11 or 12 at halftime. He possibly could have, but I, you know, when we met at halftime, I said, haven't really seen much of him. And everyone sort of agreed that he hadn't been doing... He hadn't had the best first half, but, geez, his second half was just ridiculous. Um, Walsh. See, I thought Walsh was very, very good as well. I think Walsh is now... It's almost he's done the inverse where he was getting a lot of pill, but maybe being a little bit ineffective. But, God, he carved them up yesterday with his... His disposals were gold yesterday, Walsh. Yeah, well, you look at his... I thought he was very, very good. You know, he went at 85% efficiency. Um, You know, he had a couple of intercept possessions. He had 10 score involvements, two goal assists. But 33 pressure acts is what I'm looking at. Because that's the dirty work. Yeah, he was sublime. Two clearances, six tackles, five inside 50s, just a really, really impressive Sam Walsh performance. And right now, you know, you look at our BNF, he'd be storming over the last month. He'd be, mm. be he'd be storming home. Um, you know, he's not going to win it because Adam Chera's already got the medal around his neck. But and he missed the first month of the year. Yeah, and, and he missed the first month of the year. But he's, he's doing a very good job at getting himself potentially onto the podium. Um, and, you know, you look at the way that he's playing right now. I was, I'll was i be honest, if you go back and listen to this show from a couple months ago, you'll hear me saying that I didn't think Sam Walsh was playing very well. I thought he was having a very, very yeah, ordinary season. It's fair. And he's turned it around in a big way. And I think that the way we're playing right now, especially utilizing our outside players, it's really working for Walsh. Like this game style that we've implemented over the last month, it suits his game significantly more than it did with how we were playing in the first 12 weeks of the year. Yeah. So How um, about his kick to Kerno in the last quarter for that set shot? Yeah, he's, he's you know... It's Judd-like. <clears throat> I think there, was a, there were a few handballs where, you know, they released just others. It was just... The handball chains are crazy. It is just... I, I can't believe what I'm watching. Yeah, Walsh... The thing with Walsh is... You know, he had 23 yesterday and 11 score involvement. So, yeah. basically, half of his touches are, like, ridiculous. are in scoring chains. He was very good. It's crazy. Um, George. I didn't think much of Hewitt's game, to I be must fair. agree. I must agree. I'm a big George fan. You all know that. But, no. Didn't see... No. Didn't, I, he didn't do too much. He, he obviously was the... He was Mr. Extractor yesterday. Yeah. But, but he, you know, I thought he had a couple of chances to probably have that sort of game but like that yeah. one kick outside 50 he actually had two kicks outside 50 but one which is a tough shot at goal but completely so it was on your side of the ground direct opposite from where I sit sprayed it outside kicked it out in the full yep um sorry my head my brain was ticking over it's, there I mean it was one moment in the game it's not no not saying no it wasn't eye catching but it was I'm not he saying was anything fine. bad he was here fine. but um no I mean you know, he was Mr. Extractor yesterday, and I guess in that sense, he did his job. Um, Akers on the wing. Akers was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I Absolutely agree. brilliant. You know, I, I think we've come to accept that we're going to get one or two out on the falls or one or two turnovers yeah. a week. Got to take the... But God, you know, you look at his heat map, he's just... Also, something which I've completely 
we haven't really spoken about, but yesterday I noticed so much. If you if you want someone in our team who's going to defend and yeah. run both ways, he'll do it. Every single Port Adelaide entry inside 50, who's the man by himself in the goal square? It's Blake Akers every time. I heard him he, interviewed the other week and he basically said his job's just to run. It, but, yeah. It is. Yeah. Mate, this guy, and he saved us on it, like two occasions because I, I noticed it the first time and then when he did it for the second time, it stood out to me for the, the rest of the match was that he's always that, that player who just outruns his opponent and gets behind the ball so so well before his opponent that that's he's by why, himself every time that's why he's good enough to take eight marks on the wing and you know you go back to that game against Geelong in round two where he yep. was almost match saving some of his efforts getting you know back behind the center square Mate, he had six rebound 50s he was he was he was very very good acres he was huge before half time in particular but yeah it was a very good game he's having a good patch of form as well yep. they're all looking good they are all looking good the glitz um, and glamour of the CFC <laughs> Chera injured, supposedly. So, we don't know. I mean, it said he went off at the end of the game. Wasn't his... There hasn't been any talk on it, so... Yeah, no, we, we, we hope it's nothing serious. I mean, he should get up for next week, hopefully. But, um, yeah, thoughts on his performance? I'll tell you what. It, it definitely wasn't his most dynamic performance of the year, or given his last month. But the one thing that was very noticeable for Madam Chera was just tackling. I feel like he was hurting people. Like, he was... I felt like... Six tackles. Yeah, just dug in though. He was, But big tackles in the middle 30, of the ground. 30 pressure acts. He was very... like You know, it probably wasn't a top five or six game of the season from Chera. Oh, no. But, it probably um, wasn't even a top 10. Yeah. But um, no, he was fine. You can't have, don't have an issue with his game. But this probably goes back to what we said about yeah. him, that he's one of our midfielders who we can trust to run both ways. And, you know, as good as his attacking game is, where he kicks goals, he's got that element of defensive mindset to his game as well and he tackles and he runs back and he you know fills holes and I think yesterday we saw a lot more of a I guess sacrificial role from Chera because it wasn't necessarily what he was doing with the ball but it was what he was doing without it he didn't give those Port Adelaide midfielders an inch yeah you know? just as we sit here now the update on Herschel darling Herschel this was the tweet Harry Mackay still sore as he checked into scans, but says ACL damage has been ruled out. Hoping his Thank right God. knee injury could just be bone bruising. So that could be a really good result for the Darling Herschel. Thank God. Um, we actually your tone bit- there was quite... I was like, shit, something bad has happened here. Oh, no. Just crossing live from outside Amy Park. <laughs> um, all right. We've got to speed through, Bolt. Um I think that's the midfield done. We touch on Dow. Um, Cottrell. Cottrell was good again. Cottrell's playing well. Two goals. Yes. Cottrell was... Yeah, that's Cottrell, big from him. He has big efforts. He was on your wing. He wasn't yeah. on my wing. So that's why I had the Blake show on my wing. But um, I reckon Cottrell kicks two goals a lot in yeah, big games at Marvel. Sco- yeah, he hits the scoreboard. He, he loves it, doesn't he? I thought he was going to jump into the crowd in the third quarter. I mean, yesterday was almost just... It was just one of those games from Cottrell where he didn't get a whole lot of opportunity. But boy, when he got around the ball, he was brilliant. Oh. He was involved in a couple of those handball chains. Yeah, I've got no issues with him. Um, all right. Forward line... Uh, back line, sorry. I think there's only one guy... There's probably one guy we have to start with here. Yes. 
been in ripping form. Mitch McGovern. Yes. Just superb. Yes. And he was, I guess, under a bit of an injury cloud going into the game. Marchbank was going to be the one that came in if McGovern didn't get up. But Mitchy boy. Well, he was the human interceptor yesterday. There's, he was... there's three stats I want to mention here. Go on. Do you have any that you want to quickly no, say? No, no, no. I'm waiting on you. I was just going to say he played on Jeremy Finlayson, who's having a ridiculous season. And kept who's him who's in both of all, our Australia, all Australian kept him teams. Goalless, and he'll probably be out of it tonight. Um. The three stats that I want to mention with Mitch McGovern. The first one, nine intercept possessions. Now, that's massive. Huge. The second one, nine rebound 50s. Now, that is huge. And the third one was 550 meters gained. So, yep. you know, when you know we're not the biggest fan of that stat, but 550 meters gained. Well, you know, I love meters gained. I'm not the I'm not a monster fan of that. No, it's but, one of my favourites. But Mitch McGovern yesterday was just massive. He was massive. He was very good. And he's playing with a bit of confidence. He's got a bit of bit of swagger about him right now, which I'm loving. I'm absolutely loving. He's back. You know? There was probably a month there where he wasn't playing his best footy. And he's now so he's probably become the second defender. He's probably become the true centre-half back because it's, you know, for the second week in a row, he's almost got the most dangerous forward thereabouts. He's gone Amos Finlayson two weeks in a row. So, you know, Kemp's... Well, Kemp was clearly the third tall yesterday. He took Ollie Lord. So, who actually was okay, Ollie Lord, wasn't he? Well, Ollie Lord... He wasn't first, bad. Before yesterday, I thought, gee, he's going to be good because in the games we've seen him this year, he's been pretty good for them. If he can clean up his kicking, yeah, he's going to be a star. I know. He was, was, he was fantastic. He was. He was clunking him. He just kept fucking bobbing up. Yeah. He was I great. Know. I, I, I know. It was just weird. But no, if, uh, McGovern just completely killed Finlayson. I guess we can move on to Kemp. Kemp actually had a really good start to the game. I His first quarter was very good. And then, yeah, he probably got beaten thereafter by Lord. Dear Lord. But um, <laughs> Kemp's... Fine, as in Kemp's provided really good stability to our back line. He's- he has. I mean, he's clearly playing better football, I think, than the other guys who have gone through there this year. Um, there was a lot of talk at halftime about Kemp just sort of walking through the crowd. Heard his name a lot, people saying how well he was playing in the first half. I think, you know, he's putting together a really good patch here. Obviously, as well, which we actually haven't touched on, he got a two-year extension during yes. the week, which is great as well to lock someone like that away because you know that's a player who would have been quite annoying to lose considering you know that he's sort of come into this team now and he's playing a role but yeah Brody Kemp kudos he's playing good footy he's playing good footy um waiters Miss, um, can we can we can we change his name just for a minute two I'm good this is gonna it's it's I hope this have, does. I hope this isn't stuff. taken out of context. Oh, yeah, because we didn't think he was having the best year. He was having a terrible year up until about round ten or eleven. Yeah, he wasn't. He was having a bad year. Yeah, and we know at his best, he's an all Australian. He even is. though he isn't, we, we yes. he's he's that caliber of player. I think he's Mister Resurrected because the last two months he's completely resurrected his season. He is playing in that at that level, and you know yesterday. He had a couple of weird moments. He did. Like, there was one, that first goal should have been cleared. 
I tried will. to kept it in three times. The seat got a smacking. Yeah. There were a couple of moments you know, yesterday. You know, the seat got a smacking, half because it was just so stupid, and half because in the back of my mind, I was thinking three weeks in a row, concede, not conceding in the first quarter. Yeah. It <laughs> really annoyed me. It was so stupid. It was. It was It was almost one of the stupidest goals we've given away this year. He kept it in twice. But apart from the, that weird moment, I thought Weedering was actually outstanding yesterday. You know, you look at the port forwards. He didn't have Lord on him, but other than Lord, you know, Marshall Marshall had a pretty good first half, but after half time, you didn't see much of him. Um, he ended up with three, I think. Sorry, it wasn't after. It was um, it was his third quarter, which yeah, is good. Yeah, a couple. Sorry, yeah. it was. I think it was his second and fourth quarters weren't great. I don't know. I thought Weedering was no Weedering was good. Played a good game, um, and just a lot of intercept marks from Weedering as well. Contested marks. Uh, Saad. Well, he had the weird matchup. He had the, the tag from Jackson Mead. They brought someone in to tag him. Yeah, which is fair. It is, I think it's a reasonable play to tag. Um, I, I, I would agree. I think Saad, Saad was a little bit down on his usual output, I'd say. So you can probably give Mead a round of applause. <clears throat> um, well, let's be honest. If you're going to tag Adam Saad, like anyone who gets tagged, it's hard to have a good game. Like, full stop. I think yeah. it's fair to say. He also had a bit of an ankle issue in the third quarter and ended up coming back on, but... True, we didn't think he would come back on. No. No, Sardi. Definitely down in his usual output. Um, The macho men, Chincotta and Boyd. Yeah, so I actually thought Boyd was terrible. Really? Yeah, I thought he was terrible. His first half wasn't great, I'll give you that. I don't think he his disposal wasn't great, but I thought his second half was okay. Yeah, didn't really like his guard. I don't think he'll play next week either. With the dangerous tackle on Burn Jones, who ended what? up getting subbed out. Oh, he's gone then. Yeah, I did not know that that was free kick for dangerous. Tackle. Burn Jones kicked that snap. To yeah, no, no, I know, I know exactly the goal. Yeah, but I didn't realize that that was considered a dangerous tackle. Yeah, I, that was the free I kick. haven't even seen the replay. Yeah. Oh wow. DBJ subbed at half. So who comes in for Boyd? We'll have to speak about that later, mm. but. Um, no, I was going to say, I thought it was sort of a weird, like, I think something that Boyd's been great at all years, his attacking flair and his, with the ball, his vision and his kicking's great. But this week, I thought it was almost the opposite in that yeah. he played that defensive role no, really well. I and, agree and with he, that. And he locked down, you know, Pow Pepper had four scoring shots, three behinds. The reason he kicked three behinds is the pressure around him. He just had no space. You know, Pau Pepper's having an incredible season he for is. Port Adelaide. I agree. The, the, the pressure was great from all of them. I they, thought they Chim Potter and Boyd, the pressure was great. Like, you know, those Port small forwards didn't get a hold of us, and they've been getting a hold of they some teams this year. They were also closing down Port Adelaide kicks through. The, you know, I guess Port Adelaide were getting a bit desperate for quick scores, but the way McGovern did it a few times as well, you peel off your man and you'd close that short kick down through the middle and you'd create the yeah, turnover. a lot of clever and moments we talk from about that guys. turnover game in Chim you know, you look at that Nick Newman goal in the last quarter, that was purely created off Alex Chincotta doing exactly that. Yeah. Closing down that kick through the middle. And I already know the commentary. Chincotta, Cripps, and even Newman. <laughs> um, Chincotta. He was very good, I thought. Yeah, no, I like Chincotta. Um, is that... We've probably missed someone. No, Newman, I've, Newman, oh, Newman, I'll Newman. keep getting Newman. Newman's a superstar. He's... Newman's so good. We haven't got to our BNF yet. 
Newman but is I, so I tallied good. up all my votes today. Yeah. Do you know where he's coming in yours? Yeah, I've got it right here. Jetty? Where's he coming? Fourth. He did miss two games, to be fair. So if he would have played those two, he'd probably be second. He's coming second in mine. Yeah, I've got him fourth. I can't believe the season he's having. Yeah, he's been super, just amazing. He's mm. probably going to get himself a three-year deal on OK Coin. Yeah, deserves every bit of it. Deserves every bit. Could he get a four-year deal? Or is that a bit much for someone feels, his age? Feels over. Hang on, how old is he? See, there's a jump between three and four. No, there is a massive jump. I don't he's, even mind if he gets two. No, he's 30 years old. He's probably going to get two. two. Yeah, he'll get two. But he'll get good coin. Um, wow, he's having... He's having... Like, when was the last time we had a defender, a small defender, play this well? Probably Zach Tui, 2013. Well, I guess Simo. Yeah, Simo is probably the one... Won the BNF in 2013. Simo and Tui, and I think obviously like... Scotland. Scotland, but this is different. Scotland was more... This is a different type of player. I think it's crazy how well Newman's playing. Been very good. And he's probably been... Well, there's only two... No, there's probably three players who have basically been good all year and haven't had any bad games. And I'd say that that would be Newman, Charlie, and Chera. Like, being one of three players who basically haven't had a bad game this year or haven't had an off game. Yeah. No, there was one game we said he had an off one. I forgot which one it was. Newman? Yeah, there was one game. I remember we said... Could have been... It was Brisbane at Marvel. It was Brisbane at Marvel. He was terrible. Yeah, fair. But Sorry, taking it, it back. Was. But no, but yeah. you can't knock his season. He's been absolutely exceptional. And he he, was, he'll be in the All-Australian 40. You reckon? I reckon he will. I, I reckon... As much as I'd love to think so, I'm going to say no chance. You reckon he won't? I just cause, Not because I don't think he deserves it. Well, there's no media hype around him. That, and I just... There's a lot of really good medium small defenders well, as well. Well, name me three better medium small defenders in the comp. I'm not saying there aren't. I'm just saying, well, who the, are they? The issue is he's going to be... They don't really pick the small defenders. So, they're going to grade him as... If you go through the All-Australian team... I think Quayne is one. Quayne is definitely one. I'd yeah. say Luke Ryan's ahead of him. I'd say Wilkie's ahead of him. Yeah, but he's very different to Wilkie and I'm Luke saying. Ryan. But he's, not, but he's going to be picked in that vein. Mm. Cause that's that, not it, fair it, on him. Well, it's because if you think about it, they're going to take Sinclair and Dacos, take up halfback flanks. Darcy Moore's a lock. Yeah. And they're probably going to pick two... Tom Stewart's going to be a lock. There's two more spots. Is Tom Stewart a lock? Yeah, it got to be. Wilkie? I thought Wilkie's Well, and it might be good. May Ballard, the other two. True. Or it could be like May... Well, Andrews is in their conversation yeah, as well. and, and so is Quainer. It, it's Wait, tough. no, no, I'm not saying... Hang on, sorry. Did I say 22 or squad? Squad. Yeah, no, no, I'm swinging out the squad. Yeah, yeah. I, he's not going to make All the 22. All those guys are going to be in the squad. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fair. True. Well, when you put it like that, he probably won't make the squad yeah, with there's, there's that many com- defenders. There's good competition down there. Even though you've got your Redmonds as well. Is he having a better... Houston will be in the squad. I think he's having a better year than Wilkie now. But different positions. But I think yeah. I think he is. Because we're a pretty similar team to St Kilda at the moment in terms... Like we're a game behind them, are we? Half a game, yeah. We're only half a game behind the Saints. Okay, so we're a half a game behind the Saints. And I think that Newman's had more of an impact on us than Wilkie has on them yeah, nah, to an extent. I'd, I'd go Wilkie over Newman still. No, for, um, I, I think Wilkie's probably in the 22 still, a chance. Mm, yeah. but cause, Because they're different positions. But I'm saying in terms of like an impact, Newman's been crazy this he, year. No, he's, been, coming, he's been exceptional. Would Wilkie be coming second in their BNF? 
Actually, he probably would be. He could be winning it. Yeah, he could be. Sorry. But yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, no, I still have Wilkie, I think, in my in my Australian rolling 22. But uh, I think Newman is entering my squad this week. Uh, Bolt, that is the 22 analyzed. Let's go to BNF votes. We'll do a 5-4-3-2-1. Uh, and we did put the question out to our... Twitter followers, if you're not following us on Twitter, at Blues Footy, get around us. Um, we did put the tweet out, top three plays today, drop yours below. And uh, I think basically, actually, you know what, I can confirm that there was not a single person, sorry, there was one person, two people. Out of the 38, we had 38 responses, Bolt. How many do you reckon didn't have sauce best on? Because there's only three here. Crazy. So 35 people thought Soss was best yeah, on. Well, I think Silvani was best and on. And I'd say about 30 of them said it was Newman and Cripps as the next best two. Now, I am going to go Silvani five votes, obviously, because he was just incredible. I'm going Newman four. I'm going Cripps three, McGovern two, and Charlie one. I'm going to go Silvani, McGovern, DeConning, Cripps, Newman. Fair. Very, very interesting BNF shaping up to be. I think Newman will end up finishing top three. Yeah, he's going to be right there, isn't he? Um, all right. Crazy. How do we do the rest of this show? There's a couple things we need to do. We need to speak. We need to do Twitter comments yep. and questions. We need to do the return of LFC, the official return, yes. because now it's getting its own real segment like proper segment yes um vfl as well uh the vfl team did not play this week so there's no vfl this week but uh and team change let's speak about the team changes okay first. well given that Mackay's not going to play so this is where the well, int- is he not going to play i wouldn't have thought so next uh, next week yeah they're not going to take a chance against the weagles no so Mackay won't play there's two things you can do there's two things you can do do you stay small well, hang on. How's Pitternet looking? He was up in the air for this week. So, th- these are the three options I okay, guess we've got. Okay. You can either stay small. Yep. You can just either, bring in for, Mo- for You can Mackay. either bring Marchbank in and McGovern goes forward. Well, no. You're not going to do that with how well McGovern's or playing right now. you can bring right in and DeConning goes forward. So, option one is Pitternet comes in for Mackay. Option two is yep. Owies comes in for Mackay. And yep. option three is Marchbank comes in and McGovern yep. swings. I think we can rule out the third option. Or Lewis Young comes in and plays full forward. <laughs> Look at your face right now and you think that that's a legitimate option. <laughs> I mean, it's well, an option. Played, played in the ruck. Well, it's an option, but when but the, what we know is going to happen is it's either going to be Pitternet or, or Owies. Or maybe it'll be Corey Durden if Owies still has a tight calf. Owies did this last year. Late, late change against Freo at Marvel, Mr. Month. True. Owies has... True. Owies has... He has form. He's got form in the calf department, Owies. But it's fair to say that when he is ready to go, he's, he's a walk-up. Owies? Yeah, he's a walk-up. He's a walk-up dependent on how the others go. Well, yeah, he wouldn't want he wouldn't want Durden to come in this week and have a good game. No. That would that would borderline put a line through him. For the time Because you can't What's play Durden, Owies, Motlop, Martin, Fogarty. No, no, no. Owies. We're not an under-12s team. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, going to be interesting. I, I think if Owies is fit, they'll do the Owies option. Because I think we saw this week how well Silvani can play. Yes. But 
I don't mind getting also, the extra, given Jer- Jeremy McGovern's back. Yeah, I don't I mind getting say, the extra tall to make him tall. a bit accountable. Hearn as well back there. No, but in terms um, of like, otherwise McGovern's just going to chop us off. Every no, no, time. I agree. I agree. So I don't mind getting the tall in. Well, I guess the option is: Would you dare play Mitch McGovern tagging Jeremy McGovern? <laughs> would you do it? No, I wouldn't do that. Sorry, I when I say tag, I don't, you know what Mc- I, mean. I don't mind McGovern playing forward. Al McGovern. I don't want him playing. Look how well he's been playing no, in the I back know. line. For the week. But you know that he's going to go straight back to the back line yeah. against... Co- Why would you disrupt his form? You probably wouldn't. Why would you disrupt how well he's playing ahead of the biggest game of our year well, to, to accommodate for the worst team of the year? Well, we know. Got to bank the four points. No, no, of course we have to bank the four points. And if any team was going to lose to West Coast, we know very well it's going to be Carlton. But Mitch McGovern moving forward, I don't think he's on the horizon. No, it won't happen. It won't happen. So it's going to be Pitonet, Oes, or Durden. Lucky Brendan Bolton's not I think coaching. Durden will move Durden, Durden, forward. Durden will, have to, Durden will have to go into the twos, through the twos, because they didn't have a game this yep. week. I agree. So I think let's rule him out. Uh, I think it'll probably be Pitonet if he's fit. We know that they'll go with Pitonet if he's fit. And so DeConning plays forward. Unless Oes is okay. But yeah, DeConning forward, which I don't necessarily mind. But the other thing is... So Conning's just had a career-best game in the ruck. Do you disrupt that? You probably don't. You probably don't want to. Oh, they'll just hit the default button, Ed Kerno. Well, that couldn't possibly happen. No. If Matt Kennedy was fit, he could go forward as that third tall. Be a good watch. Uh, All right. No VFL, as we said. But uh, yeah, team change. So there's no other team changes? Um, I that was, well Boyd's going to go out I, I, I'd say Boyd's going to get suspended you reckon he'll definitely go out I'd say so, so hang on, just, we've touched on the McKay rep- the Bakar replacement but who's going to be the Boyd replacement I don't know I can't could it be Marchbank could and then you make could it be Plowman probably is Plowman could you imagine it would be areas if Plowman came into this side and started playing good footy and timed his run to absolute perfection. No, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it will. Could be. I think it'll be Marchbank. They'll give him a crack. Yeah. He did the exact same thing last year. He did. He did the identical th- and played well. No, they'll play Marchbank. Um, so, yeah, if Boyd goes out, it'll be Marchbank. Is there anyone else who's possibly a chance? I doubt anyone's going to be A forgotten man. I know exactly who it'll be. Lockie Cowan will come in. That's a good shout. Cowan will come in. What did I say to you around when he got rested for the West Coast game this year? That he I might said, not play again. I said I don't reckon he'll play again. Not because I didn't think he was good. It's just I know how the, you just know how these debutants work. That's a good shout. He's a good chance to come in, I reckon. Yeah, I That's think... That's a bit more like for like than Marchbank. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be Cowan. No, I, I, I agree. And Cowan's been getting his hands on the pill in the twos no, as well. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, and then we'll see what happens with, you know, Chera and Saad might be a bit sore. Wait on a minute. Go on. Cowan didn't play the last VFL game. Oh, true. He was what traveling emergency. True, true, true. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll definitely play. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think we can say probably Bins is the sub. Or maybe. Well, maybe Chera will be, if he's a bit sore, or if Saad's a bit sore, maybe Bins will get a shout. Good game to give Bins or Carroll a maybe go. Maybe Carroll, yeah, if Chera's out, for sure. 
it could be the week to give Chera a little rest. Maybe. Take the week off. Rest the shoulders you've been I, I, carrying us look, all year. I'm of the opinion if you can play, just please play because we need to bank these four points. No, no, 100%. But we'll see. 100%. And if we, you know, we can laugh about it all we want, but they're an AFL team who nearly just beat St. Kilda. You've got to have... Yes, they are one of the worst teams we've ever seen, but you've got to give them a bit of respect at the same if time. If I barrack for anyone else but Carlton, I'd think it's going to be fine. Are we... In our, it's just because we know. We haven't won five in a row in over 20 years. Yeah, and it's just because we know. We've followed this team for long enough to know that this is the type of game that would make ourselves, that would make an issue for ourselves. Yes. Um, all right. Let's get to Twitter questions. Um, but yeah, team change. And then so no other team changes. I think they'll be about that. So if you're so so, what are you predicting will happen? I'm going to say Mackay. This is your official prediction of what you think they will do. I'm just going to say Mackay and Boyd out. Yep. For I agree with you on Cowan, and I'm going to say they play Pit and it. Yeah, I think that they will do the exact same thing. If Owies is fit, I think they'll go Owies. If he's... F- oh. No, it'll be Pitten. Yeah, I'm going the exact same thing. And then I think they will make Carol the sub. Mm. I think Carol will be the sub. All right. Twitter questions. Um, and there's a lot... Wow. There are a lot of them. But we'll get through... Get through the juicy ones. We'll get through... We won't do repeats, but... um. Damon Mule, the great man, says, one arm bandit watch, down Motlop, unlike Fogarty, who sticks every single tackle, big win. Uh, Huge. Well, I attempted to introduce a segment a few weeks ago, if this is the first time you're tuning in. I, I attempted to introduce a new segment called the one arm bandits because I don't yeah. like when players fake that they are trying to tackle by sticking an arm out. And uh, it's fair to say that very happily and much to my pleasure, this... Uh, segment has fallen flat on its face because we've brought in guys who actually are tackling like madmen. And I'm very happy to say that for the time being, the segment is canned and it's being replaced by the better segment of LFC. So, um, but the yeah, response has been huge thank you. Front. Thank you, Damon. Um, Jimmy, and I'm going to read out his whole name here. Jimmy West Ham European champions. Faz says, does Harry being out actually in accidentally solve the rock issue, meaning Pitonet now comes in, to allow Jesus to play the permanent second tall down forward. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I guess where does that leave to Conning? He's probably... Probably as that yeah. middleman that Silvani was, you know, a bit yesterday. Um, James Mack replied to that and says, it means we can go after Grundy and let those two gooses pay his salary. To Conning is the perfect relief roaming ruck. Um, and the Grundy talk is interesting. We, I think I said that... I said it about six weeks ago on the pod that... I oh know pretty recently on the pot the that I'd like season review you floated the was idea it, was it the mid-season yeah. review yeah that I'd like you know I think it makes sense for us to go after Grundy and that Melbourne should just cut their losses it hasn't worked and well I reckon it's a chance I mean I've got absolutely no idea that's but interesting. but looking from the outside surely that's a chance like surely well, all- I think Grundy's times are, times are numbered his days are numbered at Melbourne I agree Surely every all other 16 clubs other than Melbourne and Collingwood, the two teams who are going to be paying his salary. 
Surely the other 16 clubs are on the phone right now to Brody Grundy saying, very interesting. please come play for us. Which team would not take Brody Grundy? Fremantle. Probably the only other team. Like, surely... Well, Geelong. It didn't happen last year. It would be so Geelong to get him this year. Would it not be so Geelong to get Brody Grundy? Yeah. They nearly had him last year. It's crazy what's happened with Brody Grundy. But, yes, I would absolutely take him at Carlton. Um, SC Gav says, As aggressive Carlton performance as you'll ever see, they took every punch port through and just kept hitting back. And if you look at the stat sheet, it was an even performance across the board. Every player has brought in, has brought in, stick a contract in front of JSOS now. We'll completely agree with yeah, everything what you've are we just said. For? Um, Andy said, says, when was the last time we have played back-to-back complete games of footy? It's crazy. Well, you said last week's game, and you said it was a big call, but you said last week's game was basically our best win in the last decade. Yeah. Just I, I think this week's win was better. Wise. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and I did say last week, I think if we play like that, no one in the competition will beat us. And, yeah, you know, and, they, just... and, they, and they haven't. And uh, yeah, we just, they're, they're so hard at it. Like, they are just going for it. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. It's great to watch, isn't it? It's great footy. Um, Kandal says, the club is now an issue if they trade Silvani. How much of an influence will the fan base have in this decision after Saturday's performance? Well... I hope a big influence because I'd be absolutely shattered if he left and I'd like to think that they are doing everything they can to now just say, Jack, here's the contract. You write the number on it and we'll sign it. There's no... I I can't even fathom the thought of losing Jack Silvani. It would be crazy. I'd be pretty upset. Jeremy Cruz says, not beaten in any quarter. More a grinding win than a spectacular nine-goal burst. Are we playing sustainable football at last? Yeah, looks like it. It's, It's amazing. Can't believe it. AM says, I thought Gov was brilliant. Are we finally yep. seeing what those previous injuries or missing fringe players can add adversity? Martin Fogarty, Cunningham, Kemp, Boyd, they're all playing roles. Is this the difference? Well, yeah. I think it absolutely 100%. is the difference. It is the difference. And, it, you know, as ridiculous as it sounds, <clears throat> excuse me, as ridiculous as it sounds, it was always going to be the difference because our issue was never the top end plays. Yeah. We always had the guns. We always had the Brownlow medalists, the Coleman medalists, the what should be centre-half, yeah, yeah, back yeah. All-Australian. Like We've always had the key pieces. The issue was always the role players in the bottom half of the team. Yeah, it, it, It's crazy, but they were always going to be the ones who took us to where we want to go because it was up to them. Mm. Um, Michael Joseph says, where was this all season? How do we just turn this on? Were conversations had with Voss or did we spend too long trying to do something different and then eventually realise that we suck at it? Yeah, well, that's the frustrating thing, I guess, in all of this. This was the footy that we've been calling for all year. Play quick, stop playing so slow. We've been calling for it. I have, I've always, I've maintained it for 18 months. As soon as the game goes slow, Carlton can't win. It's just annoying that it's taken the club so long, I guess, to figure it out, whether they were a bit stubborn and trying to... Well, I think that was, it feels like that was it, because it's a complete game style change. Yeah. It's complete 180. So it's very pleasing. I'm glad it's happened and hopefully it's not too little too late and we get to where we want to be and improve on ninth last year. Yes, that is the ultimate uh, goal. Brad Nicole says, Ladder FC is now box office <laughs> like we are at the moment. Where to next, Bolt? Well, should we get on into LFC? No, no, no. Quick more, t- few more Twitter questions because it's going to come up a few more times. Ligon Street End. We love that name. 
Is Big H out for a length? If Big H is out for a length of time, and I hope he's not, but if he is, who's his replacement? There's an opportunity for someone, but who? We've touched on it, and it's probably going to be an Oez or a, Ma- or a Pitonet. Yeah, well, it's well, the inverse. The question is... We went small if, last year if when he was out. Oez and Pitonet both don't pull up. Yep. Because that is still a chance. Yep. Do they rush Durden back in after not playing VFL, or is there someone else? Do they maybe give... Well, probably Carol, would you say? Charlie's brother. But Carol played that role for, for a month last year. Yeah. like He played like a like a half 40 yeah, start. Yeah, there'll, like, there'll be a little bit of a hole. Maybe Cottrell can go a bit deeper. I think if both of them are, are out, they might have to swing someone. Or maybe it's just they bring in Young and he plays in the forward mm, line. I don't interesting. know. Um... Brady Park says 96 was the biggest score against Port Adelaide this year. H goes down early. We found a few different avenues to go and put up 122 against them. Extremely impressive performance. Down the other end, Gov was enormous. Agree with all of that. Very impressive and Gov was enormous. Um, Soss Stan account says... Soss and TDK should play out the season as Ruck and is Ruck duo unless there is a major form drop. Agree with that. Uh, Gallagher says, is it, a, is it a four or five year extension for Soss? Well, hopefully it's, <laughs> hopefully it's five. Uh, Relax. <clears throat> Christian Shapcoon says, LFC is our new best friend. Discuss. <laughs> well, let's discuss. We'll be back in a minute. And there's one last one. Um... Parcher says, do you think not signing up JSOS would be detrimental to the culture they're trying to build? Someone who gives everything is selfless, but they're not being rewarded. Last year, the wheels fell off when he was dropped for that Adelaide game. I don't think that was a coincidence. Well, we've spoken at length about that over the last year on this show, and absolutely we agree that SOS is detrimental to us and... Instrumental. Sorry, 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 sorry. It would be... Sorry. It would be detrimental if Sauce left. Yeah. No, I'm all all for Silvani. And he's completely instrumental for us. He is. Got my words mixed up there a bit. Let's get into the people segment. (laughs) It's time for LFC. Take it away, Bolt. Well, this- I don't even know where to start here. This was the big one, wasn't it? This was the big one. So, So just for those tuning in, last year LFC was big on this show. Yes. You created this segment- where we spoke about the competition and what we wanted to happen for us to make the eight. Yes. Last it, year, people laughed at you. They did. They, they all said, thought it they was said, done. They said, love the segment, but can we worry about the four? Can you tell us what needs to happen about to make the four? No one was worried about the eight. And then the last month of the season came storming home. Yes. And you were proven right. I was. We needed to worry about eighth all along. Now, this year... It's almost the inverse. We're coming from... LFC was done. It when was. We, when we beat the Gold Coast, it wasn't even spoken about. It wasn't. And then when we beat Hawthorne, you said, well, if we beat Frio next week we'll and then Port, we'll have a discussion. And, yes. uh, Bolt, it's back. Ladies Take and gentlemen, this was an LFC. It was an LFC masterclass on, on, for this Super Saturday on Fox. A question. Yeah. Is it the best round of LFC in its history? It's... Got to be right up there. Last year's round 17, when we Jesus, beat- Jesus, you have a weird memory. When we what beat is that? Coast Last year's 
Freo beat St Kilda at Marvel and Gold oh Coast beat Richmond after the siren was a big LFC round. Okay, last the, year, I've got it in front of me here. Round Gold 17. Coast beat Richmond after the siren. Freo um, beat St Kilda at yes, Marvel. Yes, Freo did beat St Kilda at Marvel. We smashed West Coast. Yes. I'm trying to think if there were any other results How'd there. How the Bulldogs that, go that week? The Bulldogs got beaten by Sydney. Yep. That was the by LFC. 50 points. Yeah, that was the LFC round. Okay. So this year, Jesus, that's... So this is almost the well, same... Well, that was round 17. This is round 18. Yes, but the 17th game this year. So yeah. uh, okay. some similarities. Yeah. But Super Saturday on Fox yesterday, Collingwood put a big, big nail in Fremantle. Basically, they're two games in significant percentage out now. So they're done. Gold Coast beats St. Kilda. And now we've got to look at it from the other way. Last year, we were looking at the teams trying to get in. We needed to lose. Now, given we're one of the teams that need to get in, we need the teams that are in to start losing. So the Bulldogs losing on Thursday night, despite Sydney temporarily going ahead of us, that's good. Because if we're going to make it, we're going to be winning as well. Yeah. So the teams above us dropping, very positive. Bulldogs losing. St. Kilda losing to Gold Coast, very good. And Essendon losing to Geelong. So 6th, 7th and 8th all lose. Which And the Adelaide Crows lost as well, who would have joined all those teams on 36. And what about the Bulldogs on Thursday night? I'm saying, I'm saying oh, sorry. St. Kilda, Bulldogs, Essendon. Yes, sorry. Those sorry. three teams losing. Plus, the, we're above Adelaide on the ladder. I don't know how. Don't know where that's coming from. We are from. right now. We are above the Crows on oh, the ladder. How on earth are it's, we above Adelaide on the It's absolutely wild to think about. Um, I don't Jesus. know where this has come from. How the hell are we above Adelaide? I think they've lost three of their last four. Well, last night's loss was not good for the Crows. It wasn't. It, they've lost... As good as they've been, yeah, they're, they're, they've lost some really bad ones. They're very young and inexperienced. They've lost four games from being up at three quarters you time can see this how year. They, you can see how good they're going to be, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no long-term issues with the Crows. Um, and, and them losing was good for us as well. So now we sit 10th as we sit here right here right now. Yes. Rich, Richmond's going to beat West Coast. altitude sickness. So they're, they're going to join the logjam. It is so tight. Expecting Richmond to win... There's going to be one game separating 6th and 13th at the end of the round. Well, I have a question. That is so tight. Is it the is this the tightest finals race we've ever seen because you say that there's just a game separating but mate two and a half games separates 5th and 15th. Yeah. I don't think that would have ever happened before. It's crazy. It's probably going to open up a little bit more because teams are going to start to play each other in this... Fifth to th- fifth to 14th, two games. Oh, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And yeah, as you said, a game separate. Wow. So we're right in it. And all of a sudden, because of these results of 6th, 7th and 8th all losing, the measure to get in might not be the 12 and a half, 13. It might be the 11 and a half, 12. So you Wins. might... It's going to be tight. I still think we need to get to 12 and a half. I still think from so here, you reckon, four and two. So going into this round, you thought that you needed 13 wins. To I'm twel- still, I'm you needed 12 and a half or 13 I'm wins still to make finals. I'm still going to stick with but that. But due to the fact that St. Kilda, Bulldogs, Essendon, Adelaide all lost, you now think that... No, uh, that, that might be an option, but I'm still going to go with 12 and a half, 13 you'll need. Okay, okay. So And 12 and, to get to that amount. So just confirm with us as we sit here now... The main question that everyone will be thinking on their mind, how many more games out of the last six do Carlton need a win to make finals? I'd say four. Four and two. And those six games, so you'd say, who are the four that you'd think would beat? St. Kilda, West Coast, Gold Coast, Giants. Okay. 
That seems doable, but the Saints and the Suns, and now the Giants, it's, yeah. it's not easy. The Giants have a game. The Giants have a very easy two run. of their last three games at Essendon at home, Carlton away for GWS. Mm. That's get, so their fate's going to be in their own hands. Yeah, I, I, I'm as Mate. I sit here right now, I'm pretty confident. Carlton GWS in the last round will have the exact same. We'll be in the same predicament as what we were last year on the last day of the year. Winning you're gonna, in, losing you're out. Yeah, I think we're going to go down to it again. So, GWS have the Suns this week. This week in Canberra. They host Sydney. They host Essendon. They've got a pretty... They've got some 50-50s. They've got a lot of 50-50s. I think Gold Coast, Bulldogs, Sydney are all complete... And Essendon and, yeah. and, and, and Carlton. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're all complete 50-50s. So, it's going to be tight. Should we go through the upcoming round... Yes. Well, now we need to take a bit more of an interest. So, the upcoming week is going to be very, very interesting. Well, it starts with a huge game for LFC. This is the game. Thir- on Friday night, sorry. Oh, no Thursday night footy no, this week. Done, done for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, maybe in a final. You never know. Um, yeah. Usually they First do. Week yeah, yeah. Uh, Essendon, Western Bulldogs, Marvel Stadium, Friday night. This is going to be an LFC classic. Who is uh, who is going to win this game, Bolt? And who do we want to win this I'm not, game? I'm not sure who's going to win, but the Bulldogs have a really soft run home, so I think they're going to make it anyway. We want the Bulldogs to win. Essendon's got a bit of a tougher run in. We want the Bulldogs to win and Essendon to drop the game. Okay. So, so we, Bulldogs. we want the Bulldogs to win. Yep. Um, Richmond and Hawthorne at the G on Saturday. We're Hawthorne. Then, obviously, we play West Coast. We are Carlton. Brisbane, Geelong at the Gabba. We are Brisbane. Yep. Fremantle, Sydney at Optus Stadium. We are Fremantle. Port Adelaide and Collingwood at the Adelaide Oval. Doesn't concern us, Port Adelaide. GWS and Gold Coast at Monica. So, we are Gold Coast in that game. We are Gold Coast in that game. It's interesting because that is also a monster LFC game right now. Gold Coast two points behind, GWS two points in front of us. It's a monster LFC game. If Gold game. Coast win and we win, we will be in the eight at the end of the round. Yeah, which is insane to think about. Insane to think that if GWS win, they'll be in the eight. Yeah. And that obviously is because the Essendon play yeah. the Bulldogs and the loser of that game drops out no matter what. Yeah. Unless, obviously, Gold both. Coast and Carlton both yeah. lose. Uh, Melbourne play Adelaide at the G. We want Melbourne. And then Saints North to end we the round at Marvel. Melbourne. Let's look at... Yeah, wow. Let's look at some of these games. I mean, Bulldogs, Essendon. So, so, can we declare the LFC game of the round is Bulldogs, oh, Essendon? Oh, that is huge. And then probably the second is Gold Coast, GWS. Yeah. So, those are the two games that you need to watch with invested interest. And you need to be a Bulldogs and a Suns fan. Is that what you're saying? Yep. So, this week, our Carlton memberships are also including supporter packages make, for the Bulldogs sure Melbourne and get the job done at the G against the Crows. And, of course, we never like Collingwood winning, so we'll also no. be going for the Port with interest. Yeah. Um, and I don't like to look ahead here. No, no. One week at a time at LFC. But I will say, one week at a time we're not going to mention them, but for those who are bored, you can look at the following week. Yeah. And, boy, there's some absolute LFC pearls that week as well. There is one in particular, but uh, wow, gee, looking at the run-in, there's if we're still alive, we don't lose games. 
there's going to be some crazy OFC games. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a huge end to the year. Every GWS game is now all of a sudden relevant, yeah, and yeah. those games you didn't think were. They won five on the trot. So GWS have beaten Geelong in Geelong, yep. Adelaide in Adelaide, and they beat Melbourne. Like that's crazy. They have to be considered a For contender. Sure. What are they? They are. Adam Kingsley, unbelievable what they're doing up amazing, there. Amazing, amazing. It is completely crazy. If they can go through a mini rebuild and still make the finals before the Gold Coast. I oh, know. Well, I mean, even if GWS don't make the finals, mate, they just, like, had a great they, just year. they just like lost Hopper and Taranto. Yeah. Imagine if they'd kept them, how crazy they'd be. I know. It, it, it is crazy. If they'd kept Hopper and Taranto, you'd almost say there'd be a chance for the four. <laughs> they're about to lose a couple of others as well, but their young guns are crazy. Like, I think there's it goes underrated. Finn Callahan's having yeah, yeah. a stupid he's, season. He's a, star. he's a complete star. Lockie Ash has yeah. had a mental season. Um, yeah, the Giants. Sam Taylor. Oh, and he was meant to be out for like the year, wasn't he? At one point, yeah. they said he'd be out for ten weeks. Then he came back after a month. Um, love what the Giants are cooking over there. Um, but yeah, the Gold Coast win as well. Like that Gold Coast win was massive. So if you had to sit here right now, let's not not taking Carlton into equation. Do you think like do you think Essendon make the eight? I think they'll still be right there. And do you think St. Kilda make the eight? It's not looking great for him. It's very interesting. The Saints all of a sudden have a really tough run in. They finished the season against Brisbane at the Gabba, which is a tough game. They played Geelong the week before at Marvel, really tough game. And their next four... Are, well, their big games are Carlton and Richmond. Yeah, on those, the premise they so, get through so, North and Hawthorne. So they, their next two games are games that they'll win against North and yeah. Hawthorne. They've then got two games which are complete 50-50s against yeah. Carlton and Richmond. And two and then very end, tough ones. And then end with two that they'll lose. Yeah. So they've got a... Yeah, their season will come down to two games. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily like for us. I don't like that they're going to be coming into our game off two wins. To be fair, they did lose to the Hawks like a, yeah, month, a, couple, we'll a while ago, but... Uh, is that all, Bolt, for this yeah. week? Huge. We're back. It's going to be a big six weeks to end, isn't I think it? it? I don't think we're getting ahead of ourselves. We can safely say our season is back alive. That's definitely LFC's alive. back on. And uh, we'll see what happens. Just get through West Coast next week and I we'll think see what happens. It's crazy, but if we do somehow yeah. by one bizarre... For, for some bizarre way, get ourselves into the finals. Yep. It would be crazy. Oh, you given, wouldn't, wouldn't want to run into us. It would just be crazy if it we made... Crazy. It would be like, We were done. If we make the finals, we'd have to be considered an actual chance to possibly win a game in finals yeah, as yeah, well. For sure. Like, if we make finals, it would mean... So, how many have we won in a row now? Four. Four. We need to inform. It will mean we've won eight of our last ten. Yep, that's what we needed to happen. So if we win eight of our last ten, yep, we have to be considered a contender, even the, from outside the, the four. Oh no! Well, no, 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 no. We're not going to win the cup. But when I say contender, no. I mean a team that's capable of winning a final. Oh or two. yeah, definitely winning a final. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Thank you, Bolt. No stress. Hopefully, we have a good one next week. Go Blues. Go Blues. And they will know that